Yo, yo, ha ha, yeah. You have now entered Squared Circle 101. You got your man, Sonny L, AKA Mr. Pinky Ring Shining. Now you're in the room with three hustlers. Well, maybe one hustler yelling at you actually sponsored by them. My man, Shooter, and Firstborn. How are we doing today? You like that high note I hit right there? I like it, I like it. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101 or on Gmail at Squared Circle 101 or on Instagram. Guess what? Squared Circle 101 or talk a little smack on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. Champ is here. This is your power hour of pure entertainment and we are here to discuss the sweet science. Ah, my favorite day of the week is finally here. Finally here, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling hyped, I'm feeling blessed. Let's talk about feeling better with the best. I am RCF.com, RCF CrossFit. This is wellness, better yourself by being better with the best. Three years running, King 5 Evening Magazine. You go to IAMRCF.com forward slash contact. If you're in Western Washington, find the place near you. Do the two-week trial, 14 days. If you can't do two weeks in a row, talk to the... Talk to the coach. Talk to the trainer. They'll spread those 14 days out for you. Trust me. And you'll love it. You're not going to find a better workout. Uh, like, honestly, period. I've been to a lot of gyms. I've seen a lot of things out there. And from my first week, my trial, I have been hooked ever since there. Uh, we just had a, the yearly CrossFit Games, actually, that we my gym actually sponsored. And it was great turnout. A lot of people came and showed up, showed love, support. Um, super uh, Super Meal Bros came up, another one of my partners. Uh, events, they came out, they do meal prepping and all that. number 23. Coincidence? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but either way, like, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. Man, I got Vegas coming up real soon. I feel I look sexy, and that is because of RCF CrossFit. Uh, conceited or convinced? We don't know. Both. The only Both. place to get a workout and a show is if you go to the Tacoma spot. Check it out. Shoot is there. My man Lowrider's there. Check out the other spots, Bellevue, Renton, and they're opening up more soon close to you. Two-week yep. free trial, IAMRCF.com forward slash contact. Just do it. Go on the website, click on it, and just do it. Do the trial. Find out what you got. Also, to let you guys know, our bread and butter, what we have, the Square Circle app, is going to be on your iTunes and also on your Google Play Store. Make sure you download. We got a lot of great features on there, whether it's the recent bouts that we covered, have highlights on there, all the fights of the year from last year to 1960, where you can watch that paid in full. If the app is free. If you're bored, you know, and you usually would go on to YouTube and just look at random stuff like, you know, Illuminati, Aliens. Yeah. Hold the Squared Circle app. We got the KTFO section. If you don't understand what KTFO means, go to the section to find out. Man, and it's footage upon footage, and we got a lot of a lot footage of footage on there of just cats getting slept, knocked out, and ending careers, like, well, honestly, night too. So. <laughs> so, like, a lot of cats going night-night. So, you make sure you guys check out the Squared Circle app. It's oh. totally free. Now, I hope you feel good, because I'm feeling hyped and blessed. I love this day of the week and this is episode four four what you got for me shooter man actually man it's not even the keys to victory this is just a blanketed just a brash statement we're gonna stick to our guns and say keys to victory because it will help us win even if it's just a statement hey you're right you're right um talked about it a lot a lot of people saying boxing is dead when bish where 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 this weekend alone, especially what we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. 
there's a, there's I saw on PBC. I had a I had to double check and set the recordings yesterday. PBC is going to be on FS1. You got HBO Boxing. You got Showtime Boxing. You have at least 10, 11 hours of straight boxing matches this weekend alone. Yeah. And that's not even including with the fights that they're on tomorrow. Now, unless you're someone like me to where I'm going to be at home with probably multiple screens up. Pay attention to the key points. Like on Swordfish? Exactly, like Swordfish, except less porno and more boxing. And that's for sure. Loser. Eh, you know, yeah, just kids now, you know what I'm saying? Can't, can't traumatize everybody. <laughs> but, oh, I'm psyched up. But boxing is dead. It's, it, they've been trying to, they've been hollering at this for the last couple of years. Now, granted, since 2003, when the Klitschko reign started, in 2003, you know, for their long run in the heavyweight division, a lot of people thought, it might have boxing might have fell off and that's where I think they are all wrong and so we're gonna try to figure out when did boxing die exactly we're gonna go through the years and we can start at 2003 and kind of figure it out from there right so we are, we're gonna go we're gonna go through the timeline of people talk about boxing is dead the only reason why people are always a victim of now so you know we got the bigger debate LeBron he is he the greatest he's the best ever and it's because you're so used to watching now people are so quick and so soon to forget exact exactly what we've had mm -hmm. boxing was never dead yeah, my right. my thing about it is yeah we can talk about the Klitschko's was and I've said this for years as much as I love Floyd the best thing he did for me personally was retire that man that great boxer that we have that that stepped out of the game he held boxing hostage for a long time we're gonna go deeper into that too but the the thing that I saw that brought maybe we even want to talk about this is that the fun fact is that Canelo versus Chavez Jr. sold more UFC more pay-per-view than every UFC event combined this year. So every UFC event, not counting this past weekend, uh, which was I believe it on Fox, not even a pay-per-view, um, they had 750k total buys. For, mm -hmm. And this is UFC 210, 209, 208, 750k. One fight did over a million in pay-per-view buys. Well surpassed it, and 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 now all of a sudden you get all these articles popping up. I saw one on uh, on Seattle BJ, Times, Seattle Times, even BJ Penn site had talking talking about how uh, how uh, how it, if boxing's on the rise, it draws these tremendous numbers. It was just two years ago when records were set with what wasn't the fan fight that they wanted to see with yeah. the Mayweather Pacquiao. No, but still it doesn't. But even before then, like. Uh, the num the numbers are going to show for itself. Mayweather himself between the Mayweather Pacquiao fight, him and Canelo fight, the him and De La Hoya, he set the trend for making it as big as it has been. But it's like the numbers the numbers are going to show. You're just most people are just aren't paying attention. The best fights aren't even on pay per view more times than not. That's why I love Showbox New Generation because this is where we you get to see it see before the it happens. Fighters. I know we got Battle of the Boat coming yeah. up here in June third. I've been seeing a lot of articles about that on some of these nationwide. Uh, like Boxing News 24 had a couple articles on that one. So when boxing died, I don't know. We're going to go through these years. Since the Klitschko reign started in 2003, we're going to try to break some of these down. And we're going to see if we can figure out what year it exactly died. So in 2003, let me see. We had Ricardo Mayorga versus Vernon Forrest. Vernon Forrest is... Pff, yeah, that that was, yeah, that was an upset. Uh, wasn't that wasn't that the upset? That was an upset. Yeah. Then we had... Mayorga over Forrest. Yep, he knocked him out and he smoked a cigarette and had a corona had the post-fight interview. I love. I became hey. a fan at that moment. Yeah. For Ricardo Mayorga. Lennox Lewis fought Vitaly Klitschko, which we spoke about in the last episode. was the last exciting heavyweight fight until yeah. last weekend. Um, then we had uh, 
Shane Mosley and Oscar De La Hoya, their first match. Great, exciting fight that ended in a controversial decision. I thought De La Hoya won. It went to Mosley. Yeah. And that was a really big fight. Then we yeah, had it was. Manny Pacquiao versus uh, Marcos Antonio Barrera. We had Roy Jones beat Antonio Tarver that same year. And then we also had, and then Corey Speaks beat uh, Ray Cardo later that year too. So that was 2003. So you had an epic fight, Manny Pacquiao versus Marco Antonio Barrera. The Roy Jones-Antonio Tarver led to a bigger fight. And then the big upset with Ricardo Mayorga, Vernon Forrest. That was in the beginning of the year. Did we see the death of boxing anywhere at all? No, nah, no, nah, it sounds like a lot. And what are, most of those were, or were the most of those pay-per-view, or was it just regular basic cable? Um, I think all of, a lot of them were just basic cable, except for maybe the Roy Jones, Antonio Tarver, and then the De La Hoya and Shane Mosley. That was a pay-per-view fight. And then we had, uh, and that was 2003. So let's go into 2004. Let's see if we can pinpoint the actual death here, where it either died, murdered, or, or at least went on life support. Or what, or what they're saying did. Or what they're saying happened. Now, remember, UFC is not even still in com in talks at all during this time. No. This is when the Gracies were running it, and nobody wanted to watch two men wrestle around, unless that was what you were actually paying for to watch two men wrestle around. That's, usually, the, porn, that's the porn you were talking about. Those are held in San Francisco specifically. <laughs> but, Just in San Fran? Now, 2004, we had Corey Spinks defeat Zab Judah, which led to a great rematch. We had Winky Wright beat Shane Mosley. Then we had the first Manny Pacquiao-Juan Manuel Marquez fight, which sparked how many more fights in their epic battles? Three more after that. Three more. Then we had Bernard Hopkins beat Oscar De La Hoya. Same year, knocked him out with a body punch. That was another pay-per-view fight. Big fight. Still not sure when boxing died. Oh, Antonio Tarver upsets... Well, it says upsets Roy Jones Jr. I don't think it was an upset, but now I, this is one of the now, first times I actually said KTFO. Yeah, so the when he first beat him, I I, I had a problem with that. This That's was because that was right. Years ago, two days ago. Yeah, thirteen years, two days ago. Two days ago, yeah. Man, so when he beat when he beat Roy Jones the first time, that was when Roy Jones just went up to heavyweight and came back down. But Roy and Jones came back down. So I made an I made an excuse for him. I said, "Hey, man, all that weight fluctuation from you going to light heavyweight to heavyweight fighting, and even as a heavyweight, he didn't look like a heavyweight. He Not was he was a smaller guy exactly. fighting a heavyweight, he and then he came back down. So I thought the weight loss, the weight gain, and the weight loss had most of to do. He was set up so, for failure. Yeah, well. But, Antonio Tarver was ready for that. Well, what did Antonio Tarver say about his excuses? He said, no more excuses, Roy. <sighs> Round two. The wind-up in the pitch. We literally just put that on our yeah. site, too. So if you Go make sure you check, check it out. out. If you haven't seen it, Roy Jones is still one of the greatest boxers I've ever seen bless the ring or lace up. Unbelievable athlete. My man Max Kellerman said it best. He was like, there was um, he said there was a time where Roy Jones and Floyd Mayweather, they, you were arguing pound for pound who was the best, and Roy Jones did have the slight edge. And I actually read an article, and we actually seen one of the things about Roy Jones that went against him was he made opposition not look good. So like he, he the opposition, so he didn't have enough competition to make him. That's the reason why he's not going to stand out as much. His highlights are there though. Highlights as far as ring, as far as ring generalship, the best boxing entrance ever was Roy Jones coming in at uh, New York, I want to say, it was it uh, the New York Music Hall? And he had uh, Method Man and Red Man open for him. I don't remember who he was fighting, but it was Radio City Music Hall is what it was, and they came out to the, the Rock Wilder, one of the best openings ever in boxing. Interests. Y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. And that was just 2004. Now, in 2005, 
we had Zab Judah and Corey Spinks in the rematch, which I loved. It was great because it was in St. Louis, and Corey Spinks, uh, when he came into the ring as the headliner, he had Nelly with him and the whole St. Lunatic crew. So, you know, it was pretty wild up in there. And he got knocked out in the sixth round. Ooh, tough one. <laughs> At home. You know, trying, trying to give Zab Judah that uh, rematch there, but that's why you don't come out with your own rap crew. Especially, ooh, that's rough. Because how do you, do you still party with them? Like, if, if you're Nelly. Like, after you get knocked out, like, do you still That shows how close you were as boys after. If your boys can't take an L with you, they ain't yeah. your real boys. Did you think Corey Spinks was up in the club with just the St. Lunatics and no Nelly after the fight, maybe? He's like, man. Man, Nelly hey. was out there still He's doing like, it. yo, you got the, the Hannibal Lecter mask. Where's the rest of the crew at? Oh, this is all you get today, bro. You just get Murphy Lee. Winners get the full St. Lunatic package. No, they just get one or two of them. That's it. The dudes that don't rap, they're just there kind of hyping it up. In the background, that's all. That's look. That's even in. <laughs> Speaks had dramatic ring entrance with rapper Nelly. That's even in freaking Wikipedia. Now, also Eric Morales versus Manny Pacquiao, their first bout. Another epic, epic battle. Manny was that Pacquiao. the fight of the year? No, 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 no not that, not that Eric Morales. Not that one because the next fight that year was Diego Corrales versus Jose Luis Castillo. Yeah, that was is, the, that was the fight which of the year. Is known as probably one of the greatest, greatest fights, fights of all, all time. time, of all time, just because of the back and forth, back and forth battle and war. Rest in peace, Chico. Then we had Winky Wright and Phoenix Trinidad. I told everybody Winky Wright was going to win that one, and he did. Ricky Hatton, uh, he he fought, um, he beat Costa Zoo. By 11th round TKO and Costa Zoo at the time was, he was the dude who made Zab Judah dance. He, yeah, you know, the, he the Bambi. Him, the Bambi. Bambi. Exactly. Which we had posted a couple, of, a couple of months ago, actually. You know, if you ever looked look that up, Costa Zoo, Zab Judah got up too fast. That's why you take the, that's why you take the knee. Mm -hmm. We say it all the time. Take the knee. Take the standing eight count. Hey, you ain't got to impress nobody. You, you got to win. You get up and try to talk smack to the ref. And just get the Bambi legs going. Oh, hey, cool. it's still, I still see it, not not even vividly. I still see it Don't very even clear. Don't even got to close my eyes at all. It, it just watch him dancing. Yeah, just his legs had no control. There's got to be some funny, some funny gifts out there, right? On that one, just to, if not, you know, that's what, no, one. that's way before the internet era, man. There's no, there's, when that's hilarious. Man, we need, actually, we should start we getting should into that, making like, a gift. Knockout dances. Ooh, I like it. Look, if you got, if you guys don't know what it is, man, and if, even if you never got punched in your face, You've been you've sat down a long time in a chair, or you've been laying in bed a long time in a chair. Get up fast. Yeah. Get up fast and see how lightheaded you get. Lift like some lift something heavy real fast and see how lightheaded you get. Now imagine getting punched right before that and knowing you only got ten eight seconds to get up. Yep. And, and this you is your this is your lifeline. One, this is your paycheck. Two. You hear each one. Now also that year Antonio Tarver beat Glenn Johnson. This is two thousand five. We also had. Floyd Mayweather probably get his second most reputable name on his record, I'll say, by the uh, no, third most reputable name at this time by beating, uh, by just handing Arturo Gotti, just working him. Yeah, working that, him that was name that was name alone, and I'm not gonna take nothing away from Floyd there because Arturo Gotti was way past his prime, mm -hmm. and we're talking about somebody who's who, who already had some wars with Mickey Ward. Yeah, we had three some wars, wars with, with Mickey, Mickey Ward. Ward, but um, wars that was. With Mickey Ward. That was one other one of those fights where it was just like, uh, somebody stop it. Get in Arturo Gotti's mm -hmm. a warrior, but that was just Floyd put that pause on him. Yep. I heard that on Love and Hip Hop somewhere. They said put the pause on him. And then the third match with Antonio Tarver and Roy Jones happened, and, and Antonio Tarver beat him by unanimous decision. Jermaine Taylor beat Bernard Hopkins. Those are some big fights that just, uh, just by the names alone, those were big fights. What year are we at? What year are we at? That was 2005. Now we're going into 2006. 
We had Carlos Baldemir upset Zab Judah, one of Zab Judah's losses, fighting another top contender. We also had Manny Pacquiao get his revenge on Eric Morales, stopping him in the 10th round. Shane Mosley and Fernando Vargas fought, which was a great epic battle where um, Fernando Vargas had one of those hematoblins on his eye, like kind of like a Hasid Rockman did. Yeah. It, it was bad. They had to stop the fight on that one. Then we also had James Tony beat Hasid Rockman that year. Joe James Tony is one of those boxers that gets left in the in the crease, kind of like radar, like Wilford Benitez. He's one of those greats that you're is just. Where, yeah. where, where does he fit in? If you go to Facebook.com, we got a, a video on there on defensive boxing. And you'll see fighters like James Tony in there, Floyd Mayweather, Willie Pep was in there. And, now, and if you look at James head. if you look at James Tony, body type, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be moving like he is. He shouldn't be moving like like do you remember Escalade from And One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big old had big old fat dude who had handles. Now James Tony wasn't fat, but as far as boxing standards, he was he was real husky, man. Like in the, now, he, his head movement and his body movement. Too, to where he has trouble losing weight. That 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 came out later on during his heavyweight reign. I don't you mean think fat. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> he's that tired. usually that usually stops people from losing hey, weight. Fat. First boxer to walk into the octagon, James Tony. Yeah. Now he walked in with a bad game plan. I'll give him that, and chose the wrong opponent um, for because it was a long wrestling match. Because Randy Couture is smart enough to not let him up at so all. Got KTFO. If he just landed one punch. Was he? Then we had another controversial fight. Floyd Wade with the Juju versus Zab Judah. Two fighters in their prime. Two top fighters in their prime. Where Floyd Mayweather won. It wasn't controversial to me. Floyd won. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was about, it was about halfway through who, the fight. Who started throwing the nut punches? Zab Judah. Zab Judah he kept right? throwing the nut punches. Near the end because he was getting frustrated. Floyd. And then you don't even... They didn't even stop the fight because they're just like, no, nah, we need to see the rest of this fight. So... Oscar De La Hoya returned that year from a 20-month break, defeating Ricardo Mayorga, knocked him out. Then we also had uh, see, Marco Antonio Barrera versus Rocky Juarez. Bernard Hopkins beats Antonio Tarver in the rematch. We had Ricky, uh, Wiki Wright, Jermaine Taylor fought that same year. Bald, Carlos Baldemir defended his title against Arturo Gatti, knocked him out in the ninth round. Edwin Valero versus v Vicente Mosquera. If you don't know who Edwin Valero is, he had a record of 27 wins, 27 KOs, top-ranked fighter, who ended up uh, killing himself after he killed his wife in Venezuela. He was living like a king. Yeah, right I remember was, that. I was, was wondering. I was like, was Manny Pacquiao fight, and then that's how it ended. It's a cold ended. game, man. Michael Kessler fought that year. Michael Kessler. Unified the WBC, WBA. Then we had Floyd Mayweather Jr. handle Carlos Baldemir, and that's when everybody was started pressing Floyd about his, his type of opponent. He beat Zab Judah. The guy he won, whatever. He, he got Corrales, a prime Corrales. He beat him. Bad. And then he beat Baldemir after Baldemir was coming off of the win over Zab Judah and knocking out Arturo Gatti and still didn't get no credit for it. And I'm not even a Floyd fan. And I'll stick up for him on this one. Then we had Manny Pacquiao also knock out Eric Morales in the third bout in the third round. So I, that was 2006. Where did boxing die there? Everybody remembers the Manny Pacquiao-Eric Morales fight. Yeah. That was a classic. Floyd, anything with Floyd Mayweather, if you like boxing, you've seen it. That's for sure. I, I still didn't he see it. He required you to watch. He required you to watch it for sure. Then we had Ricky Hatton beat Juan Harango. You should text him. 
And this is Ricky Hatton's reign. This is when he was hitting the scene, getting really, really big. Then also the same time when Chad Dawson hits the scene, became the WBC light heavyweight champion over Tomas Adamic. And this is still 2007. Then we had Shane Mosley get the WBC belt by defeating Luis Colazzo. Then now this is one of the biggest fights ever in boxing, Rafael Marquez versus Israel Vasquez. And this is 2007. That was a great fight. I have that fight poster. Then we had Juan, Juan Manuel Marquez beat Arco, Marco Antonio Barrera that year also. Joe's, Joe Calzaki with his reign. Who else? Oh, what's this in 2007? And the thing is, you're, not, you're knocking off like classic fighters too, not just... I'm just going good. down the list too. And then in, in, in May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, Floyd Mayweather Jr. beats Oscar De La Hoya in what became the first... Biggest pay-per-view fight ever. That would that was the biggest pay-per-view fight at that time. Ever at that time, for who knows how many. And years that was before a split that. decision. And very close fight. De La Hoya lost that one. He gave that fight away in the end. He gave it away in the end. So this is 2007. We're halfway. We're 10 years from today still. And we're not. And I still haven't figured out when boxing died. Because just looking at this list here, we still had Miguel Cotto fought that year, and this is during his rise as well. Then we also had Paul Williams defeats Antonio Margarito when nobody wanted to fight him. Paul the Punisher. Paul the Punisher Williams. Hope he's chilling, fishing right now, probably having a good time. Ricky Hatton knocked out Jose Luis Castillo. Vic Darchini gets KTFO'd by Nonito Donaire. If you haven't seen that one, the that's Filipino on the, Flash. That's I always like Nonito Donaire. Look it up because he slept this dude so bad with one punch, and he just. He fell face first like Clubber Lang locked out, knocked out Rocky. Hold on, That's man. how bad that was. Actually, let me look that up because we may be able to post that. If, if we're going to post it right now, if not, just in case. Then we have the rematch for Israel Vasquez and Rafael Marquez. Classic fight. Kelly Pavlik knocked out the undefeated, undisputed champion in Jermaine Taylor after coming back for being hurt in the fourth round and came back and knocked him out in the seventh round. And that was an exciting fight. Then we had Manny Pacquiao officially earn the nickname the Executioner that year by defeating <laughs> Marco Antonio Barrera. Joe Calzaki handles Miss Mikkel Kessler. Hey, you know I can't do two things at once. What did you just ask me to look up? Victor Darchini knocked out by Nonito Denaire. Did you check it, text him to check, check out the, the sentence? Yeah. All right, good. Then also we had that same year, Floyd Mayweather knocked out Ricky Hatton in a fight where I actually picked Ricky Hatton to win. He knocked him out in the eighth round. Everybody remembers that knockout. Everybody remembers Ricky Hatton talking a lot of smack. Man, we've discussed that a lot of talking times a lot too, of man. Smack and it's n- Ricky Hatton said some really disrespectful, like as far as like rap battle type stuff, like where you just got to stop talking to this guy, and you're just like, I got to put my hands on you. And that's exactly what happened. That check left hook to the corner. You guys seen it? It's very iconic. It's happened a lot. Yeah, you've seen it in a lot of highlights around. So. Ricky and Ricky Hatton, I think we talked about this before where you said like this is one of the first fights that you saw where you thought Floyd could have got beat. He should have got, I thought he should have got beat and for him to handle him the way he did and knock him out. Yeah. The way he did. Because this was about the beginning of when Floyd stopped knocking people out, mm-hmm. like really like stopped getting those. That was the last knockout besides Victor Ortiz, which really doesn't count too much. Man, and Victor Ortiz, hey, keep your hands up. That was just 2007. I don't want to, we can spend here forever. So in 2008, let's talk about something iconic. Uh, we had Manny Pacquiao, KTFO David Diaz, Joe Calzaki beat Bernard Hopkins in 2008. Antonio Margachito. This is when he beat Miguel Cotto. 
that match. And everybody, and, and what Makoto, Koto should have won. Should have won easy, but I don't know about that one. Then we also had, what else? We had that same year, 2008, Joe Kawasaki beat Roy Jones Jr. soundly. We had Bernard Hopkins beat the undefeated Kelly Pavlik that year. Oh, what's this? The dream match, Manny Pacquiao defeated Oscar De La Hoya in 2008 when they actually topped the 2007 pay-per-views that Floyd set with Oscar De La Hoya. Wow, it's amazing. It's Carl Frock begins his reign. That was 2008. Boxing still dead? Man, I don't think I named we, any fights. Nine years, and we still nine years away. I'm, I'm pretty sure I named some fights that the regular non-boxing fan has heard of or seen. Joe Kazaki, Roy Jones. You heard that You heard that name. Ma Manny Pacquiao, Oscar De La Hoya. You've, you've heard watched, those names. Those you've like watched even that if, fight in 2008. I don't care if you're a boxing fan or not. You watched that fight. There's hockey. There's soccer. There's a lot of sports that I don't even watch consistently, and I still know because it's big enough. The sport and these stars are big enough to where you're going to recognize them. They become household names. Mm -hmm. 2009, we had Shane Mosley handle Margaret Cheeto because of Prince Nassim was looking in the corner, and he saw some hand wraps. He's like, what's this? What's going on here? And he had to check it out. And we find out that Margachito has, has been wrapping his hands with some, some kind of... It turns it into like cement, like concrete. To where every punch just lounges. It's it just devastating blows. So just imagine. Let's think about this for a second. Let's think, just think of, take a small piece of brick or a small piece of concrete and get smashed on the side of your head with it. That's what Margachito was doing to Miguel Cotto. And that's what Prince Nassim... He had that. Well, he not, had not seen, just not seeing Richardson. Not seeing Richardson, no. But he had that. Uh, Miguel Cotto had that Ruslan Provotnikov face right after that too, because he was getting literally getting a hit by a gay dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he between that though, but it was good that Nassim Richardson found that out before he was able to fight Sugar Shane Mosley with that. That's good. And Shane Mosley handled his ass and told him, "No, let him fight. Let him fight." And he beat that boy down, made him learn and deserve it. That's and, he, sure. and right after that, Margarito was never looked at the same. Like because you know who you always remind me of? He reminded me of like a grimy looking like Shang Tsung mm. from like the early Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah, yeah. I never I never liked I never liked his face. I never mm. liked anything about Margarito. Yeah, he looked like a cheater. Just, he just he always did though, but you know what was really funny is he's still getting fights because he's still a well, he used to be a worthy opponent. He was always good, to, but I don't know how long he's been using that plaster. That's true. What is uh, a uh, we talked about it a couple times? Assault in the Ring, that document, that boxing documentary. Uh, that's with uh, Billy Conlon, Irish Billy Conlon, and uh, can't think of his name, Louis Resto. Resto, Resto, oh. and Conlon ended up killing himself. Yep, because his dad, based on the documentary, it seemed like his dad was tr was bent on suing Top Rank and trying to prevent them from. You know, just suing top rank and getting paid more than getting him fights, even when he was medically cleared to fight. And that and that's what was that was so sad about it. That's what, kind of why he killed himself. You know, you tell a fighter he can't fight, what's he gonna do? He's gonna he's gonna start fighting within himself and battle the demons and usually lose. And that's what happened to Billy Carl. It's a it's a cold game out there, man. That's like literally like one of the equivalents of you know somebody using PEDs against that's you or hurting in like. 
Yeah, Resto killed that man. He killed that man's spirit, and he, he, he killed Resto. his career after that. Kamal Lewis, his trainer. Yeah, his trainer. Who's who, is he still banned from boxing? He's banned from boxing for the rest, for of, his rest life, of his life. He deserves to stay there out of boxing for the and, rest of his life. And he's, uh, but even though he's still, he's never, you're never really quit boxing because there's always ways to, ways around it. So he's like, what? He's still he's a consultant. A outside. consultant he's slash not to show up as a fighter into the ring at all. Yeah, he, like he'll he'll talk to a fighter and then he'll like from I the documentary he'll be at the he'll be at the stuff like that. Now, if I did some stuff like that, that means I knew what the risk was. But I would never take a bigger risk to be like, yo, Sonny, you can't even talk about boxing no more. You're done. You're oh, done. no. You're no, banned. not at all. You're done. But at the same time, if you're going to get away with it, you're going to get away with it. It's I mean, anybody. It's, speech. No, no. It's, it's one of those things where bank robbery. You never plan to go to jail. You just, all you right? do is plan on stealing. You, you always just plan on stealing the money. What you plan? Well, I'm, I'm gonna steal the money and then probably do about five, ten, get out. Hopefully, then you know, settle down with a nice chick, get a get a barber, uh, you know, a barbershop degree, so I can open up my own barbershop, even though you can't as a felon. Now, 2008. Did you know what happened in 2008? They started the Super Six tournament. <laughs> the first fight in that tournament was Carl Frock versus Jermaine Taylor, who was losing pretty much the entire fight until the 12th round, and did a Chavez Senior. Knock Jermaine Taylor out legitimately in the twelfth round. I was about to say that you don't don't do a Chavez senior man because the way he knocked him out. He, he, knocked, he did not was, knock out Meldrick Taylor. Who's who's your man? Was it Tony Week Weeks? Week at Week Weeks. Week old Weeks. Man, I can't stand. Well, you know what? I'm never gonna say I can't stand Tony Weeks because he's a great referee, but that Meldrick Taylor stoppage was terrible, terrible. So and especially you got um you got those cats out who really want to put the first blemish on somebody's records you really he literally took that away from meldrick taylor because just like his son just like what happened to his son this past weekend meldrick taylor was pitching a virtual mm -hmm. shutout and meldrick taylor should have beat chavez senior yeah we see we see who had the x factor and who now, doesn't on that one That's you know sure. what that was actually a fight of the year what year was that 2008 2000 wasn't that the fight of, yeah that was a fight of the year 2008 for Meldrick Taylor and Chavez Senior. No, 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 no. That, that's 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 gonna be an early, just like night, late night. No, not not two thousand eight. No, that's what we were talking. What were we talking about? We were talking about Carl Frock and Jermaine Taylor for the beginning of Super Six. Yeah. And that was one of the fight of the years because of that win, but it wasn't because what happened in two thousand nine is something that's gonna resonate in everybody. Even if you didn't like boxing in two thousand nine, is when these discussions we saw friends divide. Um, you know, standoff between countries happened because Rick, Ricky Hatton got knocked out for knockout of the year by Manny Pacquiao. Immediately after that, what happened? What began? What, what started, everybody started yapping about? Pacquiao Mayweather. Right? I, now, I said in 2009 that Floyd will handle him, but Pacquiao has the best shot at that yeah. moment. Yeah. And in 2009, even then, he had the best shot. Um that was 2009. So in 2009, and from that time until the fight actually happened, there's so many debates and arguments I've had with non-boxing fans about... You can't. About uh, Mayweather, Pacquiao, Pacquiao none of, a lot of boxing yeah. arguments you can't have with casual fans either that are that are not like well-known names, but... So when it comes to watching it over and over again and what people's tendencies are, you don't you can't talk to a casual. Now the first big pay per view for UFC 103 was in 2007, the same night as the De La Hoya Mayweather fight, and even then UFC wasn't relevant enough to say it was better than boxing even. But 2009 was when the talks of Manny Pacquiao and Floyd first actually began, right? That's when it first actually began, and then what? 
And then going in just into 2010 alone, we have so many more bouts to even talk about. But 2009, we had uh, Lucia Butte was in there. And in Super 6, we had Andre Ward handle Mikel Kessler. Yeah, so 2006, uh, that Super that well, that well Super 6 tournament, that was the beginning of my love for Andre Ward. And I got to see the dog come out of him and be able to come out. Because that's how I we've, we've had this discussion on uh, a show months ago where it's just like a lot of vacant titles they can't just be the number one and number two contender i want to see a tournament and have everybody have it be a free-for-all yeah i'm with you on that one now and that was that that was just ending in 2009 2010 is when andre ward came in and and won that super six tournament and began his reign now between just 2010 and 2017 let's think about this usc had a small rise right of popularity. No. Now, one thing I will hand it to UFC, as much as you know I don't like them or talk about MMA, their rise was really quick and really Real fast. Quick. And Real they grant and they got a cult following. And they capitalized on it. And they capitalized on it with merchandise. That's why you see your these douchebags out here with tap out and affliction t shirts and Ed Hardy knockoff crap. <laughs> but you know, they 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 did their thing. Like they came in here, they tried they did what the XFL tried to do. Yep. The XFL. That the XFL. They did Las what the Vegas XFL tried seven, to do. They made their they made their own lane, and but they made it big, and they have a following. So I'll re, I I respect every sport. All right, everybody, stop right now and search XFL because I don't think anybody even knows what that is. The only reason why I know is because Las Vegas actually had a team with the <laughs> XFL, and that was uh, that was Vince McMahon's. You know what? You, we show we show our age a lot on this show, and I don't even realize because you know if I say something like XFL, I automatically think that everybody should know what that is but you know for the younger listeners xfl was the junior the junior varsity nfl that tried to take over and it really got hot for a quick yeah, second it, it did. like quick i, I want to say it was only i think it was only like a year or two two mm-hmm. years three tops i know where it lasted but it was nfl reign supreme and that's exactly why you don't know what F- xfl I'm pretty sure is the right NFL- now blackballed them like they you know they do the that shield just it's kind of corrupt as you know if, if you didn't you're gonna learn if you if it's you not like it. it's mcdonald's you can't set up franchises with something when you have a commodity like that so it's not like hey man let me give you a hundred grand and you give me my own shot no you're not because either way you're taking everything away from us so that's the reason why there are only one professional sport per one professional league per sport yeah and, and now let's go into boxing 2010 so with, with 2010, we had, let's see, we had... Uh, Look, we didn't, and the thing is, there wasn't no fights this weekend, but this is why we always going to give you guys material and new stuff to talk about. You hear a lot, I've debated with my, as a matter of fact, I'm not even going to call it a debate. I let them talk and I listen and I keep my mouth shut. And they say boxing's dead. There's not a lot of people out there that, you know, not a great fighters. There are great fighters in which we talk about on a weekly basis here. You guys have heard us. You've been with us for a while. So this is the reason why we're going over there, giving you guys a history lesson, exactly what's been going on. And then it's always great to get a reminder. It's a refresher just to let you know that this sport was never gone. It was never dead. It shows you that it's still thriving and it still has room to grow. So now let's look at this here real quick, because in 2010, this might be the one year when people might argue that that this is when boxing maybe went on life support or, or got a little sick or started to struggle. Because I'm looking at 2010 fights. We had we had Floyd Mayweather and Shane Mosley. He got rocked and hurt by Shane Mosley. But round two pitched a shutout. Yep. We also had see, uh, Kelly Pavlik lost to Sergio Martinez. That began the Maravella's reign. 
for Sergio. Then we had Michael Kessler upset Carl Frock, which was a good fight. Let me see what else was on here. Then we had Manny Pacquiao became a congressman. Andre Ward defeated Alan Green. Chavez Jr. got given the WBC belt, that which belonged to Sergio Martinez. Then we had John Pascal upset Chad Dawson. I'll tell you one thing, man. Even if there's not great fights, that a lot of great fights that come on in that year, there is no better reality than boxing because it's going to be the realest. You don't have to boxing. They really don't have to worry about being fined or outrageous gestures. They can't be caught in the clubs or any of that, like where you have your NFL and NBA players or you like where they're so worried about their image. You got you got boxers that are drinkers, that are smokers, that are. That that have crime, that have criminal backgrounds, and they have past. That's the reason why I kind of love the sport because like anybody can make a name for themselves. And so year around, you got these guys who are basically on their own and they're not being governed, who can do what they want. So in between these times right now, man, you got arrest, you got people, you got deaths, you got like really a lot going on between these boxes and their That's lives. Because right, in 2010 was when Edward Valero committed suicide. And that got a lot of media attention just because of he was destined for a path to battle Manny Pacquiao. Then we also had Manny Pacquiao win uh, his, what, ninth or 10th title in 10th divisions or 8th and 8th division by beating Margo, uh, Antonio Margachito. Broke his orbital bone. There was a huge difference in size, and Manny Pacquiao broke his orbital bone. That's what happened to Kill Brook with Triple G. So even then, and let's say if you ignored all of boxing, you still watched Manny Pacquiao. Then, and he was still a bigger draw than any UFC fight. And this is during the UFC rise in 2010. Yeah. Outside of the Filipino community, I don't think Manny Pacquiao gets the respect he deserves. He, he really doesn't. Um, and a lot of it is, some of it is because of the way the Floyd fight ended and how long it took for the fight to happen. And then also, after Miguel Cotto, not that many devastating knockouts, except for the one he received, you know what I'm saying? But we haven't made it that far up in the years. Now, 2011 was the rise of one of my favorite fighters. Timothy Bradley defeated Devin Alexander to unify the WBO and WBC belts. Alexander the Great. That's right. Then we also had in there, so we had Nonito Donaire get knocked out of the year by knocking out Fernando Montiel. Who else we had in here? We had Brandon Rios knock out Miguel Acosta, gain his belt. Uh, Miguel Cotto knocked out Ricardo Mayorga. Let's see, we had uh, Eurocus Gamboa knocked out Jorge Solis, which was a good bout. Then we had, oh, David Lemieux suffered his first loss in 2011 as well. Victor Ortiz fought Andre Berto, which was fight of the year in April 2011. Still trying to find the death of this boxing here. Oh, it might have been. It, it, it it, okay, so it might have went on life support when Pacquiao fought Shane Mosley because that fight should have never happened. Mosley was done then. So I can see there might be a small argument there. Tell, tell, a, tell a fighter, tell a boxer to quit. How long have we been talking about Roy Jones needs to retire? Well, I think... And he still said this is his last year in fighting. It, yeah, and he's going to fight another fan next year. Watch. He's going to fight another fan next year. It, like, in the stands... Not even, not even training a fighter, just fight a fan. Man. And have it added to his record watch. That would be horrible. It's a, sh- it's a shame to see sometimes. It is. And sometimes you got you to gotta save the fighter from himself. What else happened in 2011? We had Paul Williams rob Eris Landy Lara that year. Sure did. Like, that was, that was one of those 
Errors Randy Laura, we talked about he's not a fan favorite, mm-hmm. but this guy's a pure boxer and he his footwork's immaculate. He's up there with the not even say he's up there, he's right there with the Guillermo Rigondos and the Vasil Lomachenkos, the cats as far as movement and be able to box and hit and not get hit. With Paul Williams, was it yeah, Paul Williams, mm-hmm. the Punisher, this is before he got paralyzed. Yep. He really, they wanted him to win because this was a not, this was a knockout artist, and then he ran into somebody who just outboxed him and outclassed him, and it was it was a shame for that blemish to be on Errors Randy Laura's record, but you know, so real boxing fans gonna know. If we're gonna pinpoint when boxing died, I guess we'll just give it to Wikipedia because just on Wikipedia, apparently boxing died in 2012 until 2015. Because I'm looking over here on the Wikipedia page here, and, and they just have some deaths list for 2012. Angelo Dundee, Bert Sugar, uh, 2013, Ken Norton died, and then nothing for 2014. And that's amazing to me, because let's see here, we had 2012, we've had uh, Manny Pacquiao lose to Timothy Bradley on paper. And then we, what else do we have that? In 2014, we had Timothy Bradley handle Juan Manuel Marquez, and this was after... 2013 when Marquez knocked out Pacquiao. Why is that not in here, Wikipedia? Whose side are you on anyways? That's what I'm trying to figure out. So between then, even up to 2015 when Floyd and Manny actually fought, I can't see when boxing actually died. I think it's more of a restlessness. And then when you get a lot of commercialized, said this a billion times. The one thing I love about UFC and MMA is the fights that should be made get made right away. There's no, all right, stipulations here and there. All right, we could discuss it. We can cover this. The fights happen and the fights get done. So I think it's a lot of restlessness between the Mayweather and the Pacquiao fight happening. Just like, you know, we, thank God the Triple G and Canelo fights happening like Finally as soon happened. as it, it should have happened last year. But I'm fine with it happening. This, anything after this year, I would have been upset with. But... But what happens when you make all the fights happen right away? You, you have nothing you left. You have nothing left. You used up all that, wow. and that's the reason. Why, and that's the reason wow. why UFC. I don't think can sustain they it. it. They didn't plan it. I, they, I don't think they can sustain it. It's the they politics that their cash cow or Ronda Rousey by feeding her to the dogs and get knocked out at the beginning of 2000. Well, she was a he- she was a heavy favorite. She was a heavy favorite. In I that was fight. saying before the fight let up, she was going to get knocked out, and she got handled in like 30, 40. She got knocked out faster than Michael Spinks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming off a devastating loss, she shouldn't have been in the ring, but they sacrificed her lamb. We already know that their fighters complained about not getting paid, right? Then we saw the rise of one of my favorite fighters now, Cody Garbrandt, who is not an MMA or martial artist at all, boxing, wrestling background only. Boxing's dead, right? It's not the superior sport, but the discipline is definitely there. So, it's amazing how that talks is. And just off of the... We'll, we'll just say the numbers alone. This year, one fight did more pay-per-view buys than everything else the UFC did this entire year. So boxing is not dead, definitely. De- boxing is not dead. And to reiterate what before we first started talking about. Sure. Now, you said you're not. I'm a huge Floyd Mayweather fan. But just like I said in the beginning before we started this whole, whole rant, when I meant by Floyd Mayweather held the boxing, the boxing world hostage was... Gunpoint, like, he, give no, me money. He, no, he was just straight, no, it was just straight strong arm robbery, just like, hey, this is, I'm These the big cash cow here. No, I but, need a million dollars in cash. I need Manny Pacquiao's head in a duffel bag, and I need a helicopter on the roof. No, but that's serious, though. So not even, take Manny Pacquiao and throw him out the window. Uh, no, 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 but not even that. 
if you want it, Mayweather is offering the biggest paydays. You want to fight him anywhere. And welterweight has been the strongest division for years now. We, yeah, the, welterweight, the, the 140, the 147, the 140, 147 division has been the cash cow. And that was where all those fights were made. The Manny Pacquiao's made the most money. The Oscar De La Hoya's, the Canelo Alvarez, the 140 welterweight division. And you even see it now. With Floyd Mayweather offering the biggest paydays, the only way that you get a fight with Floyd, you're undefeated, you're a knockout artist, you have fan favorites, you're you're basically handpicked to get there, but you have to have all the credentials to get a job. It's just like it's just like when you're applying for a job. Yep. You gotta have your bachelor's, you gotta have your master's, you gotta have this experience, you gotta have this, you gotta have so that's the resume and the pedigree that you have to have when you fight a Floyd Mayweather to get that money. So a lot of people aren't picking the fights that they should or the the fights that are dangerous for you to take because they're looking at doing the pay they're looking at doing with the uh the chino they're trying to get the double paydays they're trying everybody's resume has to line up to get in there otherwise you're going to miss out on a lot of money so every everybody that floyd mayweather has fought has been their biggest payday ever ever so if you're around that division that's exactly why you're shooting for that's why you have people that's why you have people anywhere from a lot of divisions saying, hey, I want to fight if you owned a bar and just order the floyd fight that might have been your biggest payday ever too you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's a possibility, right? So like that's so what him retiring was the best thing that happened because now that's the reason why a lot of these O's are leaving people's records because you you're not going to get paid like that. You'll get paid, but you're not going to get that Floyd Mayweather May May fifth weekend money. So I'm think uh, glad for what you did with the sport, but I'm also glad you're gone, Floyd. Thank you for. Leaving bosses alone. That's right. Because Floyd, you, you was kind of like that 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 girlfriend that never had an orgasm. Just sitting there with that O that never went away, and that's what it was. But now that you're gone, you see an orgasm left. I don't I don't know how you went with that fights. analogy. That that was kind of a lot, but whatever. But now that he's gone, if you understood it. That's worse. Uh, <laughs> now that he's gone, everybody's starting to come up, and all these fights are being made. And you and you and I think that set a great example between Floyd and Pacquiao because you're nobody's gonna wait five years for it no more. Like nope. and especially like if people are saying that it's dead, us as fans, we know that it's not. If, but for if a casual G fan, Canelo was not scheduled for September. Ooh, it would we would have been yeah riots. Boxing nobody wants to wait hurt. another year. No, nobody would be hurting. It, it would. It would. Be hurting, so that's for sure. Now we're not here to say that boxing is better than UFC or MMA. I am. I am. If you give me an exciting bout with some nonstop action, some blood and guts, some gladiators putting their lives on the line, I'm all for it no matter what the sport is. But this is just kind of the defense, the acknowledgement, so everybody can kind of recognize the establishment that's already been set, and it's still the bar to reach. That's why boxing never died. That's for sure. Now, let's talk about this big fight weekend we have coming up. Man, we got a huge fight weekend. We got weekend. too many fights to even list. We got Demetrius Ballard making his debut on ESPN, new golden boy fighter. He's like 17-0 or 16-0 with like 10 knockouts. Uh, then we have Diego De La Hoya coming up this weekend versus Eric Ruiz. That's going to be a pick em f- I mean, I'm not going to say it's a pick em fight. I think De La Hoya has all the tools to be able to win, but I haven't found enough tape on Eric Ruiz to even tell you who's going to win or who's not. Exactly. So, so we're going to figure, we're going to find out what's going to happen. Spoon fed, but either way, De La Hoya is trying to make a name outside of his older cousin, Oscar. By the time you hear this, you, it, the fight's probably going to be over because it actually takes place real soon. That's right. Now we also have Javante Davis defending his title in the UK. Opening on that card is Anthony Yard versus Chris, Chris Hobbs. These are two up-and-comers. Anthony Yard's a PBC fighter. Then we have Ryan Walsh versus Marcos McCullough. 
I think Ryan just got the nod on this one because his older brother's fighting, right? Can we say that one? Possibly. Usually that's how it, usually that's how it's happened. They keep it in the family. He's like, right. hey man, come on, we got this. Get some money. Hey, put your that's what happens when you get on. You put your family on. So that's right. So look, he's my brother. He doesn't have that many friends. He thinks he's a pro <laughs> fighter, but let's get him on there anyways. Then we have Gervonta Davis the tank. This is one I'm actually excited for. Because Gervonta Davis is is gifted. So great articles on there about him with he even said that if it wasn't for the boxing in the gym, he'd be dead or in jail. From B more. That's right. He's from B-more, man. So uh, one of my stomping grounds that I'm always at, man. So the DMV, man, if you ever step foot out there, man, you know it's uh, B-more. It stands for B-more careful. So, I mean, you go, you only going to know that if you're from there. But um, That's always good to know before you get into a neighborhood. Like, what's it called? <laughs> B-more. Why? Be more careful. And we're yep. still going in. Yep. And we're still yeah, going in. Be more huh? careful. So Liam Walsh is a tough guy. A lot of hooks to the body. I actually like uh, watching his highlights and see what he's going to be. I think he will be a problem for Javante Davis just because he's young. Body man. Punches. The body punches. So it's going to come down. It's, it shouldn't matter if you're a professional. It shouldn't matter if you're. No. We talked about this. Yeah, mm -hmm. we talked about home field. I don't believe in a home field advantage when it comes to boxing or basketball like that. Football is something different because you have the weather if it's not in the dome. But, like, boxing, the ring's going to be the same. Home, what field only, home field advantage only matters in the NFL and in bed. Understand that one, sir. Yes. Javante Davis, the tank. Frank the tank here versus Liam Walsh. Liam Walsh, devastating body puncher. Not as fast as Javante Davis, but... He's bringing this man to his friend yard to face him. And this is going to be a stellar fight. Loud crowd in the UK. Interested to see how Javante Davis is going to last on this one. If you're not familiar with Liam Walsh, we'll get some of his highlights up there. If you don't know who Javante Davis is, you better you better YouTube and Google this boy. Because this boy is bad. The tank is bad. Liam Walsh He's a no Mayweather stops. money fighter. That's right. Mayweather believes in this cat. It's got to be sucked with Mayweather. He's like, look, man, I'm going to promote you. Don't worry about being undefeated. Just get the belt and let's make some money. It's okay if you got four or five losses. Let's just make some money. And you know it's one in one ear and out the other, of course, with these cats. Because that's who you want to be like, right? Javante Davis, Liam Walsh, who are you picking to win? You know what? I want... I'm going for Javante Davis. I think just raw power, youth... I'm taking I'm taking uh, the tank, man. He hasn't had anything that's going to make me sway another way. Tank to stank. I got it. I like it. I'm not to go with Liam Walsh on this one. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the home field advantage in bed. And I think the crowd could be too much for Javante Davis right now. Because I don't think he's ever been around them boos. He, he, ne he never has. But uh, one thing I liked is I like how he took the fight with no hesitation, too. No, so that shows his all. confidence. And, show it. and one of those things is, uh, especially when it's, like you heard Mike Tyson say it all the time when the custom order was, you know, training him as he was growing up. So you look beautiful, Mike. It was great. You look great. So your ego and your confidence is probably one of your biggest factors besides conditioning when it comes to boxing. So um, just keep that same enthusiasm. You, so far, most of these British fighters, tough. Never quit. All of them. All right, that's the first thing I said. He could be a problem. He's, I think he's going to be a problem. I don't know. I think Liam Walsh, if he can get him, if he can keep him on the ropes, Corner him, get some good body punches in there. I think he could wear him out. I'm going to go with Liam Walsh on this one and the home field advantage. Now we have war brought to you by the PBC. This is, this is going to be a little closer to home, though. This is going to have Rancis Bartholomew versus Kirill Relic. So Kirill Relic is one of those guys that we covered uh, We covered before. About four or five episodes ago. Yeah, so um, he fought Ricky, Ricky Burns. Guy. fought Ricky Burns, won unanimous decision. Lost. Oh, yeah, lost the unanimous decision, my fault. 
lost Ricky but, Burns, which is which is a big red flag because Ricky Burns is just a tough dude with no real style or swag, not known as a devastating puncher, but just you got to beat this man. Like Ricky Burns was getting his butt kicked, and the dude got exhausted from whooping his butt and quit on the stool. That's how tough Ricky Burns is. Yeah. Like so, defense? You mean blocking with my face? Blocking with your face, man. Um, honestly, think uh, I got my I got my pick on Rancis Bartholomew. This <laughs> I think Rick, I think career relic is too flat footed. He has the power to try to knock him out and can knock him out. But I honestly think Rancis Bartholomew and he's still trying to make a name for himself. He's twenty five and zero. But he's a pure, he's a smooth boxer, 20, uh, only 13 knockouts. So that lets you know he uses his skills. Let's so and we're got. talking about a guy who just uh, beat Dennis Shafakov, who we discussed Shafikov. also. So. Now, Andre Durrell, the Matrix, is going against Jose Uskazagi. Uskazagi. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I know you wasn't about to say that. You know, I wasn't gonna let you live on that. So Uskazagi, we've talked about him before. We actually no, we didn't discuss him, but he fought Julian Jackson. Two thousand fifteen. Julian the Hawk Jackson. Junior. Probably junior. Yeah, we let's not make that mistake. Yeah, let's not make that mistake at all. He beat him then, but he's second round K. Second round TKO. I think he's getting served up on a platter for Andre Durrell on this one. Andre Durrell is is. The guy fighting after him, between him and the next guy, are probably two of the biggest disappointments to me in boxing. Because Andre Durrell was probably the only guy to actually, up until Kovalev, to actually be able to test Andre Ward. Uh-huh. And he uh, ended up having to pull out of the Super 6 tournament because of like neurological issues, got hit after the bell, blah, blah, blah. And then he got blackballed because he tried to leave Al Heyman. Shout out to Al Heyman, by the way. <laughs> and couldn't get fights. Tried to do his own thing. Signed a 50 Cent. 50 Cent got blackballed. Don't nobody want to sign 50 and his promotional company to any fights. I'm actually going to... career went on limbo. Uh, and so did Andre Durrell's. I'm so, not going to... I'm not I'm not totally with you on Andre Durrell should take him. I think Lucy guy is going to give him a fight. Yeah. I like this is going to be. I'm not going to say it's a pick him. I'm going to give Durrell the slight edge, but I you think it's going to be. The gal did to, to Durrell, so. Yeah, I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him a puncher's chance because this guy is 26 and one with 22 knockouts. I think Durrell will beat him soundly. He should handle this man 12 rounds easy. Easy work. Easy work. Well, we're going to find out. Easy work for the Matrix. Now, this guy was supposed to be one of the greats coming up here, Mr. Gary Russell Jr. So one the of the fastest uh, not, hands in not, boxing not, I've not, ever seen. I can't, I'm not even going to say one of the could be he is one of the greats right now because the thing is no in his division he, no, maybe and it, yeah, even then because he still he got worked by uh Vasil Lomachenko okay and how is that a downfall well let's see what other competition he's had on his resume okay well then if we're going there but as far as who, for who he's fought and what he's <laughs> done to him yeah his resume is not impressive but I still think he has the skills to well, let's to, fight, to fight anybody in that featherweight division. We've talked about this multiple times. And this he is my a, thing. He fought three times in 2014, then once in 2015, once in 2016. First fight in 2017, halfway through the year. Is he the money man? Is he the money man at featherweight? Nah, only he's, a, he's the WBC title holder. Who else is there at featherweight? We got well, you got Leo Santa Cruz and yeah. Abner Mares and Lee Selby and Oscar Valdez. Yes. So but you the think, w, but you that think w, Gary Russell Jr. is the money man over Leo Santa Cruz? Not mu- as far as money... You're going to go for WBC. Yeah, of course. WBC is the belt that you want. That's right. So, yes. So, with Gary Russell Jr. winning this fight, should we expect that fight to happen next since these are both Al Heyman fighters? Leo Santa Cruz. 
Cruz and Gary Russell Jr. So let's talk about Gary Russell's fight though versus Oscar Escandone. Escandone. So I was actually looking up a couple things. Um, I looked up Tyson Cave where he fought Escandone and it was a pure robbery. So Escandone has a fight where Teddy Atlas actually had a scored 118 to 110. Escandone is he. So that was a robbery on that point. But Escandone, he Robinson Castellanos was the guy we just got done talking about. Hold on. Let me bring it up. Yeah, he uh, got that. He made uh, Rokas Gamboa quit on the stool. Yeah, so we had. So you got somebody who we caved Robinson Castellano, who just, who just beat De Gamboa. So we thank it's, you, Castellanos, again for helping us create this Tin Man Award. Yeah. And uh, another honorable mention, uh, Chavez Jr., for the Tim Man Award, but I think Yuri He's going to get Gamble. a lifetime achievement, I think, for yeah. Tim Man, right? We haven't got that far yet. we got to work on the first winner this year. So far, Yorokas Gamboa is, is up in the running. We might Yorokas slip Gamboa James is a Harden in there, but he's not a boxer, so I don't know if we're going to go that far. He's that. He didn't show up that bad. James Harden actually still might win it. Like, that's how much heart yeah. he showed. That was bad. That was bad. He looked like Anthony Hardaway in, in, blue, in was it Blue Chips. Just, just saving points, giving it away. Giving no, it that away. wasn't Anthony Hardaway. Was don't, it? don't badmouth oh, no. Penny. Yeah, no, that like wasn't. Penny. I no. like Penny a lot, man. Whatever happened to Little Penny and Chris Rock and them? They must have died out when his career died. Shaq had a, Shaq actually had a problem with it. That's the reason why he left for L.A. No, Shaq was jealous of it and he made his own doll. That is so funny. You gotta, you gotta watch this magic moment that thirty for thirty. That ESPN, it was special. We have David Benavides also fighting this weekend against Rogelio Medina. Rogelio Medina, tested vet. Benavidez is on the rise. This should be a good win for him and get some rounds. Then we have Raymundo Beltran with his revival in the second half of his career coming off of the KTFO over Maynard. What was his name? I wasn't paying attention to you. What happened? Raymond Beltran, Hootie KTFO, something Maynard, right? Look it up. Mason Maynard. Mason Maynard. I Mason Maynard? Mason Maynard. KTFO'd him. He was getting served to the Wolves. And then he came in and knocked the dude out. So he gets to open up for Terrence Crawford and Felix Diaz. And he's going against Jonathan Masilo, Machello, Micello, Masilo. Jonathan M. That's what we're going to call him. <laughs> and Raymond Beltran, this is a tested vet. I hope he doesn't look at this as, as an opportunity to get a rematch with Crawford. Because Crawford knocked him out. And will handle him again the same. But... If he dominates, knocks his dude out in the first round, you never know. We're going to we're gonna find out. You never know. There isn't much options left in that top-ranked stable because after after he, he should beat this guy, Jonathan Masilo, and then we'll see what happens there. With, with what, what is top rank really going to do with his career? Now, next up after that is going to be the main guy we really want to talk about is going to be Terrence Crawford. T-Bud. T-Bud, T-Bud, T-Bud. Now, Felix Diaz. Felix Diaz is great opposition. Only Dominican Not, can win a gold medal. Yep. But he's great. He's in a great opponent for somebody else. He's a spoiler. He beat Sammy Vasquez. Yep. Ruined his rise. A lot of people thought he beat Lamont Peterson, which was a tough, close fight. I thought he won. He's no slouch. He's no slouch. And this dude was like, yo. I want Terrence uh, Crawford. Won a majority of the decision against Adrian Granados. Ooh, that was a good one. But this dude called out Terrence Crawford. Why wouldn't you? But I mean, there's, there's, look, there's, there's certain people you don't call out. I mean, there's, there's, shoot, your, shoot your shot. 
Because this is going to be as high as it's going to go. You don't call out Tyson in his prime. You don't try to diss Eminem for no reason. You don't try you to love just, just Eminem talk and smack any Triple G for no reason unless you're Canelo. You know what I'm saying? Right? You don't disrespect Rocky and Philly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to say it. I just said it. I said it. You're the reason why I hate a lot of people. Good. Good. It makes me sound so much better because it was like, why is he... Why is your boy such a hater? Why is you such no, a hater? No, but I I actually don't have a problem, and then I low key kind of like Felix Diaz. I like a lot. But Terrence Crawford is that's that's not a tree you bark up, man. Well, then let's break it down. What does Felix Diaz have to do to actually get the win on on an adaptable Terrence Crawford who can switch styles, switch stance? He could be aggressive. He could box from the outside. If you were Felix Diaz, coach trainer, what would be your game plan going in? Food poisoning. I actually like that. I like that. Uh, as far as far as actually being in the ring and he's at full strength and Terrence Crawford's at full strength, you're not beating them. I, I there is no possible and I I'm not going to make an argument so for it. I can't. That, I'm thinking like let's put twenty Viagra's in his water bottle. So, so, Something. Something. Food, right? food poison. That's the only thing I think. Viagra's still a performance. That's the only thing I can think of. Felix right? Diaz has no chance. No chance. And there's and it's very seldom. It's very seldom that I say that. Especially when the boxing and everybody has a punch, because this guy's a boxer. For he's nineteen and one with nine knockouts. So if he was nineteen and one with 18, 19 knockouts, I'm like, all right, man. All you gotta do is get your hands on him. Well, we're talking about Terence Crawford has outboxed everybody, and we're talking about him going against Victor Polsto, so somebody who's bigger and has that power, who, who handled Lucas Matisse, who handled. we just talked about, knocked him out, handled Dude. him. John John Molina, we got John Molina Jr., Victor Polso, Hank Lundy, Dieri Jean, Thomas Delorme, Raymundo Beltran, Yoriokas Gamboa, Ricky Burke. Like, th these are the last ten guys, five, ten guys that he fought. You have no chance. You're too young, man. You don't, you don't have it. Yeah. I, I, appre I appreciate you, the val valiant effort, young man. So you don't I have it. After this win, this is going to really, f assuming he wins. Now, I think in order for Felix Diaz to actually win, he's going to have to Food poisoning. Why is there? Why is there an actual game plan besides cheating? <laughs> well, <laughs> like if we're gonna be, if look, yeah, we're boys. We're boys, we right? Of the sport. That's hey, why. Hey, okay, okay. All right. all right. If you believe in that, all right. Look, no, but we're boys. You expect me if I'm look? I'm not. I'm gonna representing be, every baseball player from. You know what? I'm gonna put this in your terms. Rocky, the Rocky where he I'm had to, the Rocky where he had to fight. What's your boy? Who beat, uh, we just talked about, it, beat Ray, Roy Jones. Who was that last Rocky was in there? Uh, Antonio Tarver. Antonio Tarver. All right, Rock, look, he's faster yeah, tired, than you. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's faster yeah, than you. Yeah. you. You don't have the energy. You don't have the strength. We're just going to make your hands rocks. They're going to have to They're gonna have to put cast in They're in Felix Diaz's. Uh, so they have to make cast. He Margarito's corner to he, win. Yeah. He's going to have to cheat. Okay. okay. And um, maybe put some resto in there. Speaking so have, both, resto, have huh? all the greatest cheaters in that corner. Wow, for any young, young and even then, coming fighters, even then, no, don't just, take that, don't take that advice. I'm just saying, you asked me what it's going to take to win, and well, it's I going mean, to be cheating. How about your trainers don't take that advice? The fighters do what your trainers tell you. If they tell you to do that, <laughs> then I can't help you really because your trainer, you got a bad trainer giving you bad advice. But Felix Diaz to to go and want the fight, to demand the fight, like he has a game plan for this. I don't know what that possible game plan could be. In the game right now, who makes it look easier to win? Honestly, out of everybody. What do you mean? Like when they when they fight, 
who, how easy, when Terrence Crawford fights, it looks effortless. It looks like he barely sweats. It looks like he barely tries. And it's always a dominant fashion. It's nothing close. And it's entertaining. It's nothing close. It's everything smooth. It's relaxed. It's, hey, I'm going to beat your ass for uh, <laughs> for a solid 36 minutes. A good 36 minutes. If, if I can make it, the last it, it, 12 rounds, maybe. If not, or, six or look, seven. And it all depends on his corner. Because we've heard this multiple times where his corner is like, all right, it's time to turn it up. Mm-hmm. And then next round, it's usually a he's KO done. or something like he's that. It's, it's, it's always on the corner. So... When he fought you Big Lundy, beat- he's like, <laughs> you will respect me. If you don't respect me now, you, you will respect me in the Hey, it, it happens. happens. It happens. That's right. Now, when Terrence Crawford, after this, Bob Arum said go up. He, he owes it you gotta to go the up. fans to make Crawford versus Pacquiao. For November. That, that's on Pacquiao. Day. I said Pacquiao wants those problems. Pacquiao don't want those problems. I don't think Pacquiao wants he those should, problems. He should have took that fight when he had that chance. A, year a couple ago. years ago. Yeah, he should have he took that fight then. That's when you have Because I would have picked no. him to win then. Not now, not now, man. Not unless I'm not gonna mention the guy's name, but unless he, unless this dude in Australia gets handled in faster than Michael Spinks or Ronda Rousey, I'm not gonna believe anything from Pacquiao still. All right, because this is a fight he's expected to win. That I, I kind of hope he loses. Who Manny? Yeah, just to kind of show he's just to kind of show that he's a little washed up and needs to retire. But at the same time, that's you what wanna, you get. You don't, don't want to pay homage to one of the greats. I do. I love Manny Pacquiao. He, he's. I love the executioner. He's kept boxing alive this whole time. Because he's one of those guys that you root for instead of Floyd. So exactly. like, he's one of those. You'll watch the, it. You'll he's watch the, the protagonist. Fight. He's the hero versus the anti-hero, the villain. I usually, I usually go for bad guys anyway. Yeah, I, that's I how I am in wrestling, and that's it. You know, that's how I'm listening to in wrestling. What was that? Is that? Was that the I don't know. I, I heard that too. What is, what is yes. that? What are you touching over there? Yes, Satan. Is that you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm out. What that was was a little premonition to let you know what's going on next. We have Naoya Inoue also fighting on Sunday. He could be spoiled because the Chocolatito fight didn't happen. So right now the biggest fight is definitely going to be Terrence Crawford versus Felix Diaz, which we think Terrence Crawford will dominate soundly. And then he'll get Manny Pacquiao and dominate him soundly. Get that belt and hopefully he tries to pursue and unify it because that's what we want to see. Now, as a ritual, but we're going to also go and continue on the way out here. Let's talk about Ward Kovalev Watch 2017 coming up right now. 30 days, 22 hours, 57 minutes until the rematch. What about that? What about the Triple G Canelo? You got that on countdown also? I got that one on countdown as well. I'm just as hyped for that one. And that one is going to be 114 days, 8 hours, 27 minutes till we see Canelo versus Triple G. This is Cinnamon versus Gennady Golovkin. This is Saul versus the other dude. This is the South American <laughs> versus the Ukrainian. This is World Collided East versus West. You know what I'm saying? This is this is third world versus half a world country. You know, what, what we got? Vodka versus Corona. I'm not sure how we want to go with this tequila, one. Vodka versus tequila. Vodka versus tequila. Ooh, that's a rough one right there. If you had to choose between vodka and tequila. I'm taking tequila, man. To end I'm not, your I'm night. Not a, I'm not at. Not the beginning. To end the night. Am I by vodka. myself or I got a woman with me? If I got a woman with me, I'm taking vodka. Oh, I'm saying, yeah, I'll whip it with you. Vodka, safe answer. It's because you you have a vagina. That's why. I'm going with tequila because <laughs> I'm a real man and I got hair on my chest. And that was hot back in the 70s. You don't even drink. 
What are you talking about? I mean, this episode sponsored by Mangria. Thank you very much for that. Now, we are here discussing the sweet science. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. Hit us up on Gmail. We need some feedback at Squared Circle 101. We're on Instagram. Show us some love. We got some funny memes up there. Some nice little pictures. Hit us up at Squared Circle 101 or talk a little smack to us. Hey, yo, also shout out to all the countries that are always listening and shout out to all the states that are. We love seeing the new states and new cities and new countries pop up. Like, that doesn't, you don't understand how much that means to us, man. So, we're glad that you guys are listening. We're glad, we're glad that you guys are taking hold and you're with us on this journey. You can say that you were in on the ground floor when Shooter and Sunny Ill started coming up. And then, so you really know what it is when we get there. We're bringing y'all with us, man. We That's don't forget right. the little That's people right. either. This is your power hour of pure entertainment bear witness and we discuss the sweet science much love for all y'all tune in new shows every thursday we hope you like this little revival for how boxing is dead not and we hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you again next week on thursday i'll holla